to Business Chit Chat, a podcast from Headwaters RCD and Butte Local Development Corporation, or BLDC. I'm your host, Kayla Lappin, Director of Marketing and Business Recruitment, and on this episode, we are going to be talking about manufacturing in Southwest Montana with Brian Sullivan of the Montana Manufacturing Extension Center, MMEC. Say that five times fast. First things first, Headwaters and BLDC are local and regional nonprofit organizations focused on the economic vitality of Southwest Montana. We serve a seven county region that includes Anaconda Deer Lodge, Beaverhead, Butte Silver Bow, Granite, Jefferson, Madison, and Powell counties. If you're in Silver Bow County, BLDC only has about three and a half more weeks left in our 2023 annual membership campaign. When you become a member of the BLDC, you directly support the economic development and well-being of Butte Silver Bow. So be sure to join today, bit.ly slash join BLDC. And if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know I'm a little sarcastic and I crack some jokes that I'm hoping my grandmother Betty would be proud of. Side note, Brian actually grew up down the street from my dad. And so I hope you enjoy this episode and this conversation about manufacturing in Southwest Montana. All right. So I have Brian Sullivan with the Montana Manufacturing Extension Center with me, and we are going to talk about manufacturing in Southwest Montana. Brian, can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, your background with the Extension Center? Sure. All Uh, the things. (laughs) Sure. Thanks, Kayla. As you said, I'm Brian Sullivan. I'm a Butte native, uh, tech grad in um, master's in engineering science and a master's in project engineering and management. Um, I've been back in Butte since 92, worked for MSE for stretch, and then I've worked uh, 23 years for REC Silicon okay. before taking this role with MMEC that I've been in now for almost three and a half years. Okay. And so who MMEC is, it's a uh, manufacturing extension partnership an MEP that it's called, established in 88, so 35 years ago was the MEP was set up. And uh, it was basically set up because a lot of large consulting firms were so focused on large manufacturing that the U.S. needed some assistance for the small manufacturers. Okay. You know, like less than 500 employees. And Montana's full of that, right? Like, that's us. (laughs) Yeah, that's us. So MEC was developed as part of the uh, of that MEP network funded through NIST and MMEC was established in 96 through, okay. through MSU in Bozeman and it was approved by the Board of Regents then. So every state plus Puerto Rico has an MEP office um, and what we are focused on then is a small medium-sized manufacturer to provide support for um, a number of Things that we could do, like say I'm a one-man band for this area as well. Uh-huh. Um, we have uh, the opportunity to support for training sessions, ISO, lean manufacturing, that kind of thing. Okay. So our goal is to be a trusted and indispensable resource for Montana manufacturers and work to grow our the Montana economy by helping these manufacturers succeed. Okay. Okay. Well, I didn't realize that they had been around as a, when you're talking about the manufacturing extension partnership, is that what MEP stands for? That's what MEP stands for. Okay. I didn't realize they would, these, this, that was in every state. So that's every state. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Some are through universities like we are and some are, some are more, they're 
they're all either either through university or they're a uh, nonprofit. Okay. The more I work in economic development, the more I realize how much support there is for every industry across the board. And here we have extension centers set up for manufacturing. Right. I just think it's pretty cool. That and a lot of people that. think a lot of people think we are here to for economic development to bring in new manufacturers. Sure. But our, really, our focus is support support the existing manufacturers and help them succeed, whether it's reducing their cost, increase their throughput. Okay. Improve their quality, provide worker training, that kind of thing. Yeah. What does that look like when... I know I go off the rails here. Sorry, Brian. (laughs) What does that look like if a... Say I am REC Silicon or I am a manufacturer and I need some help. What does that look like when a manufacturer gets a hold of you? That's interesting. It depends on the scope, right? Okay. So, for example, I had a, a, a previous client call me this morning. Okay. They want help, and he's got a new idea for a new product okay. that he'd like to do. He actually has a lot of products made offshore. Okay. And it's important to bring manufacturing into Montana if he can. That's exciting. And yeah. So they know what we do because we worked with them before. Okay. Reach out to me again. If somebody bigger, you know, sometimes you deal with somebody bigger like REC, um, Applied Materials, up okay. in Kalispell. Yep. Huge company. They have so many resources inside their house. A lot of times they don't need our support. Sure. It's hit and miss on the bigger ones. But we have a lot of small companies, as you know, here in Butte. Yeah. Two-man, five-man, ten-man, ten-people companies, right, that they just don't have the resources to do everything. And so they hire us to come in and maybe do a feasibility study, provide some sort of training. We're real big on lean manufacturing. Okay. So we can do lean training. I'm Lean Six Sigma. What does that mean for our yeah. listeners? <laughs> yeah. Lean. Does it mean you're really skinny? No. <laughs> yeah, no. Lean doesn't mean I'm skinny. And lean <laughs> lean doesn't mean we go in and lay people off. Okay. Lean is all about eliminating waste. Okay. So you can quit wasting time, quit wasting resources, quit wasting money. So it's like streamlining, essentially. Essentially streamlining okay. a business. And it's surprising how many businesses need. Lean is a... Industry standard. Okay. And there's a lot of terms and sure. techniques that go to that. And we are we are experts in providing that service and support. Oh, that's... A, that's I can only imagine what it must be like to be a, a one, under 10-man show and have someone like you and the Extension Center come in and provide that as a resource. That must mean a lot. Have you ever been in a business where you think it's run by a hoarding company? Where they hoard everything? Yes. Right. Yeah. We, we are the opposite of that. We come in and we help them, you know, a limit, you know, save space in their floor, save time when they're doing products, quit wasting time looking for something because you don't know where it is. Yeah. It's common. It's simple in manufacturing how you you have to refine those processes in order to get the most bang for your buck down the road. But as you're mentioning here, it's not just about bang for your buck, it's about time saving. And something is, as simple time as is money. the bins by the belt might be... A simple process so to streamline. That's called point of use. Of, okay. Point of use, right? So it's it's where I'm using that. The material is right where I use it. Okay. It's put it where it belongs, so I don't have to travel across the floor to go get it, bring it back, and assemble. Okay. Right? Point of view. That's one of the many, many, many terms. Sure. Of lean manufacturing. I can only imagine how many terms there are. We won't get into all of those. <laughs> yeah. I promise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but what? Let's back it up a little bit in the Headwaters region. You know, with 
BLDC, we're focused on Butte with Headwaters. We're focused on, you know, all seven counties, Beaverheads and Madison, Jefferson, Powell, Granite. Now I'm going to miss some counties. Anna, Anaconda, Deer Lodge. Who am I missing? Jefferson, maybe. I might have already said Granite. Jefferson. Granite. Broadwater. I do Broadwater. You do Broadwater. See, we don't Big serve Beaverhead. Broadwater. Okay, we do Beaverhead and Madison. And I, Where do you serve? You're saying Broadwater, Beaverhead, uh, where I, else? Essentially all those same counties, including Lewis and Clark up okay. in Helena. So okay. So I, I do have the Helena side. So what we have for MMEC, there's eight field business advisors. Okay. We've got a guy in Kalispell, Missoula, Butte. Bozeman, Great Falls, Billings, and now actually in Sydney to okay. cover eastern Montana, maybe even help with the Dakotas. Okay. And so we all have a, it's based on a, uh, a density of manufacturers, right? So I'll have sure. seven or eight counties, but the guy in Bozeman only has two counties. Yeah. Because there are so many manufacturers in Bozeman. Okay. Right? And that so, makes sense. But we're able to help each other. Okay. With, you know, each of the eight of us have ex- expertise in certain areas. Okay. And so we rely on helping okay, yeah. one another. Plus, we can actually use outside resources depending on, like I say, I'm a one-man show. I can't do it all. So if I need assistance, I can hire an hourly support person to do drawings or financials okay. or whatever the case Kind of increase be. your capacity that way. Correct. Yeah. What When we were talking... I. Have Brian works up on the fifth floor of the Thornton building, the same offices that Headwaters and BLDC are. And in passing, I don't know why I was surprised by this, but I was like, uh, I didn't realize that distilling is considered manufacturing. Is that what, is that, am I correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, right. And I don't know why I never thought like, okay, distilling like booze, right? Is mm-hmm. considering manufacturing. Sure, you're making a product. You're making. You're a running product. it through a process. So can you tell? Can you explain for our listeners <laughs> what qualifies this man? Because in my head, I'm like manufacturing is very much like the RC silicons. They're producing the silane gas, but no, <laughs> it's more it's, than it's, that. It's more than that. So right? what is defined as manufacturing? If you change the fit, form, or function of an item, you are considered a manufacturer. Okay. So I could take a granite slab and cut it into a granite countertop and you're, and you're a manufacturer okay i can get a big huge one ton bag of grain and transfer it to a cereal box and you are a manufacturer because you are okay. changing that form so it's agriculture so it's, it's ag it's chemicals okay it's material it's assembly. What about woodworking? It's woodworking. Okay, someone's you, like making furniture. If you're or something? making furniture, okay. you, you absolutely furniture. Okay. If you're making um, beef jerky. Oh, if that's you right. Are the jerky. Yeah. Meat processing <laughs> is a manufacturer. So a rancher, okay. a rancher is not a manufacturer. Sure, because they're farmer, selling the cow. Right. Okay. A farmer is not a manufacturer. A farmer can grow the grain, harvest the grain, put it in a bin. They're not really considered manufacturer, but if you take that grain and do a value and add, you something. value add, okay, you're a manufacturer. Okay, right. So it's pretty broad, actually, broader than what I had in my yeah, like yeah, yeah. stereotypical brain here of what a manufacturer yeah. is. Yeah. So what you're doing with grain is you you soak it and you harvest basically the alcohol out of that grain and make beer through okay. the process of boiling and and uh fermenting right sure and then you transfer that into a 
keg or a bottle or a can and you sell that product, you are a manufacturer, right? Yeah. Okay. Tangent here. In the economic development world, we hear about advanced manufacturing. What, What is that? Is that just a term for like these are fancy manufacturers, but not these? Yeah, what is, no, does that mean something? Advanced gets more into um, automation okay. issues, right? There's Industry 4.0, and so a lot of advanced is more into you know you're not necessarily doing everything by hand. A okay. craftsman, a craftsman that makes a guitar by hand, right, might make one a month. You're still okay. a manufacturer. But you get into the advanced side, and they're pushing products out the door through automation, through okay. uh, controls. Uh, because there's quality issues, there's financial okay. issues, there's time is money, right? If, if, if you have the same headcount in an eight-hour day, but you could put out 200 items instead of 100 items, right? That's there's a huge difference. It's, it's a significant increase in, in your throughput and your dollars that makes sense to me now when i go to think about advanced manufacturing i will not think of i always think of welding for some reason it must have to do with welding i don't know why my brain goes there so use that as an example you can weld right Uh but i can bring in a robot and now i can do welding with a robot okay which we have a a client in Anaconda that has a large robot that does welding. Okay. They were looking to buy another one, and that gets into being advanced manufacturing. Sure. Right? Now you've got multiple systems running, <clears throat> performing specific functions. Sure. Okay. That makes sense to me. Thanks, Brian, for yeah. clearing that up, because I'm always like, yeah, that's advanced manufacturing, whatever that is. It sounds like a fancy title, but understanding that it's more processes Right. Now I know it's not just welding. <laughs> um, okay, so how long have you been with Montana Manning? I think you mentioned this earlier, yeah, but how long have you Just been? about three and a half years. Three and a half years. Three and a half years. So the, what, okay. the reason Butte never had a position, Oh. it was always covered by the guy out of Great Falls, would cover from Great Falls all the way to Dillon, basically. Okay, that's a giant And so area. somewhere, yeah, I think what's been happening is there's just been, you know, MMEC is funded by NIST. What is NIST? NIST is the National Institute for Standards and Technology. Okay. Is that a federal program? Federal program. Okay. So we're third funded by feds. Okay. We're third funded by the state of Montana. Okay. And then we're third funded by our clients. Okay. They're actually paying for They pay for our services. Okay. And so there's just been such an increase in the need for MEP offices to expand and grow and and Montana has been seeing a lot of growth. Yeah. Um, so, so they decided we've since I hired in they they created this role in Butte and okay. we created one in Sydney. Okay. Um, and so it's and we've created a, a third position through a grant to do um, supply chain sourcing and, okay. and helping be, with all the problems with supply chain yeah nationwide. you kind of need someone on it that's yeah. pretty cool i didn't realize we so, had that yeah so there's a nationwide grant so every mep office is adding that person oh that's in exciting. some fashion so we've got a gentleman in bozeman that is dedicated to supply, dedicated chain, to issues. supply chain okay um in your time i know you've only been with the center for the last three years do you have an, a ballpark figure of the number in the Butte region, in the Headwaters region of manufacturers, and I might be putting you on the spot. Well, I have some data. For the state, we had 3,300 manufacturers in 2015. Wow. Today, we have about 4,500. 
So that... So in eight years, we've increased by 2,200. That's insane. 1,200. 1,200. 1,200. I don't know the math for the percentages off the top of my head, but that's a significant percentage increase. Right. So there are... um, Statewide, there's about 24,000 people employed in manufacturing. Wow. So your question about Butte Silver Bow, we have about 107 manufacturers. Okay. Not sure how many total we have employed. Okay. In that. And that's just Butte Silver Bow. That's, to me, that's a big number. 107 businesses are in the manufacturing space. And granted, some of them are in advanced manufacturing. (laughs) Yeah, some, (laughs) some. And some, you know, businesses come and go, right? Sure. They grow and expand or they... They duplicate and they add, you know, three forks. You're seeing businesses adding into three forks. You're seeing businesses coming to Butte. You see them coming into um, Helena, Missoula. I mean, we see them around the state. Sure. Sure. Bozeman. I was surprised. We can go maybe on a quick tangent about Bozeman, and I think this is my own perception, but I did not realize how many. When I think of Bozeman manufacturing, I think of the Gibson Qatar factory for some reason. Um, it's fantastic. It is so cool. They've expanded. Oh, I didn't realize they, they expanded. They used MMUC for support. So oh, that's our, exciting. Our, our advisor in Bozeman got to be on that project and support them. Okay. One of their quality guys that works full-time for a Gibson Guitar used to be with us when he was going to school at MSU. He oh, worked, wow. Yeah, so he's, okay. he's, he took a lot of learnings from MMEC and brought it into Gibson Guitar. Oh, that's Gibson exciting. Gibson Guitar expanded their business, and they do a lot of automated a lot of advanced manufacturing. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. And, and it's hard to believe how many guitars we made every year worldwide, right? But every acoustic guitar for Gibson is made in Bozeman. Wow. And it's fantastic. Yeah. I yeah. bought when in high school. I played guitar. Side note here. Side note. And I went to their showroom and my mom let me pick out. They have a, like a lower brand, mm-hmm. which is like the Epiphone, right? right? Is that what right. it's called? Right. Yeah. I, I got to get an Epiphone guitar and I was so excited. Yeah. To go to Bozeman. That was, gosh, that would have been, I'm going to date myself here. That was like 2008. That yeah. was a while back. Yeah. Yeah. So what's what's been fun about taking this job for the last three years, I've got to experience businesses like Gibson Guitar, right? Montana Craft Malt. Yeah. Headframe Spirits. Headframe and Montana Craft Malt. No, those are local to our region. They have expanded so much in the last few years. I love the work that John McKee's doing up yeah. at... What is it, the Kelly? Up at the Kelly. Yep. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep, yep. A block from where my grandparents were. Okay, <laughs> okay, kind of yep. That's where my dad grew up. Um, and so we've assisted during COVID. It was right before I got on, but we actually helped distillers get supply of bottles and caps for making hand sanitizer. Are you the guy who made John McKean make the hand sanitizer? (laughs) Whoever made COVID did that. (laughs) But we helped them get the, you know, it was hard to get caps and okay. and and so MMEC through contacts was able to get a large volume of caps and bottles. We gave them to Headframe, we gave them to Willie's, we gave them to I distinctly remember those being around during COVID, and I remember being so thankful (laughs) to have them because we just couldn't buy hand sanitizer during that period. So So little things on that story. Yeah. By getting them bottles and caps that was so hard to get, they were able to keep their process running, keep people employed, and continue to keep their business moving. It's incredible, especially at a time when the whole world grinded into a halt. Um, Right. 
pretty cool. Well, yeah, I don't want to take credit. Well, for it, I'd but, say that's but, pretty but important it, function. It an impact. So, so what we do is we come in after we do a project with somebody is we will survey for the next three years. Okay. What was the impact of our support and our sure. services to your business? And that's part of our funding being federal is we give that data back okay. to the NIST. For okay. Now, Willie's Distillery, that's an NIST? Yep. Okay. Yep. So another... You know, Madison County is in our region, so here's here you guys are helping are all out are, around the Headwaters region. Very exciting. Yeah, you we have distilleries being looked at for Dillon. Okay, yes. Um, Those are in the works. They're in the works, right? You've got breweries in Anaconda. Yes. You've got breweries in every county, every little town has a brewery. Which I think is pretty incredible, really. I mean, I like... The brewery beer myself. Yeah. Yeah. Who doesn't want Who local doesn't? beer? Yeah. <laughs> and it's cool the Montana Craft Malt. They supply a lot of the malt to a lot these local breweries. Was, yeah. yeah, there is a there's a malting business up in Great Falls, but they're really 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 big. We don't talk about Great Falls in this. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> we compete with Great Falls. I feel but, like it's built in Great Falls. But the point being that you know for supplying these small companies with grain. Yeah. perfect for the small brewery. It's perfect. And I didn't realize that they had that large of an operation up there in Great Falls. In so fact, I was cool. in a small brewery in Detroit a couple and of months was ago. Was it Great Falls? And there was, no, there was a Montana Craft Malt bag leaning against their kettle. Did you jump up and did you so point it out to him? took a picture <laughs> and I actually sent it to Jen. Okay. And uh, Jen O'Brien. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I told her, this is in Detroit. How cool is that? That's so cool. How cool is that, right? Right. Manufactured right here in Butte. I think that's pretty cool. Right. It's thank you time. Our work at BLDC would simply not be possible without our members. We'd like to give a shout out to our premier members, St. James Healthcare, Butte Auto Group, and Northwestern Energy. Thank you for investing in Butte and our future through Butte Local Development Corporation. What? And this is kind of hard. This might be harder. We kind of touched on this a little bit. What would you say the... I don't even know. Why did I... This is a general question. What's the current status of manufacturing in Southwest Montana? And I guess what I was coming out with this is, is it growing? Are you getting more requests? Is it about same as she ever was? What do you see as the future in that kind of question? There seems to be a lot of interest. Okay. Right? Um, like I say, we see it because of the growth of, you know, 1,200 manufacturers... That's in, that's Just crazy. In Since years. 20, 2015, I think you said? 2015. Wow. Right? So with that, we're seeing a lot of growth. We're seeing a lot of interest in Montana. Um, where, for example, my gentleman, my, my advisor in Bozeman can't, just can't do it all. And there's a lot of expansion, of course, you know, in Bozeman. Oh, yeah. Um, and a lot of, and it, these different areas seem to, seem to attract certain types of businesses. Very industrial in Great Falls. Pretty industrial yep. here. Kind of a health medical type in Missoula. Missoula. Kalispell's like semiconductors. Sim- yeah, a little silicon. bit. Of, a lot of, yeah, <laughs> they actually make a lot of, uh, there's a lot of machining for gun barrels and gun okay. parts up there, right? Okay. Um, Bozeman is kind of around photonics. There's a lot of photonic stuff in Bozeman. A lot of sewing. 
sewing. So sewing is a manufacturing, you know, you okay. sew, you're manufacturing. Creating a right? new product. So they, so they make fishing clothing, fishing gear. Is it Sims? Sims. Yeah, okay. They're huge. And then uh, Mystery Ranch makes backpacks. Okay. And they do a lot of military backpacks. Okay. Um, so it's really, there's a lot of work there. It's really Made f- in Montana. You just like products you don't think about, like Gibson guitars. All the rock stars have a Gibson guitar, probably made in Bozeman. Right. If right. it's acoustic. So, you know, so, and Montana's attractive. People, more and more people are being attracted to Montana, Idaho. I feel like COVID really blew that up a little bit. I know it seems like, okay, we were growing and growing a little bit from 2015, obviously. But I know that we had a lot of in-state migration during that period um, coming to our state. And so, out-of-state migration, that's what I'm trying to say. Well, there's, (laughs) due to COVID and the issues around international shipping and trade mm-hmm. and cost. And there's a lot of, there were a lot of companies reaching us to say, Hey, if we put a plant in Butte, right. Cause we have space. We have a foreign trade zone here right, too. Right. Yeah. So there's a lot of opportunities. We have a history of good workforce. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of talk of, and in fact, if you look at that business park out there, you ask what's the future of, you know, what's going on with manufacturing. That park ten, 10 years ago hardly had three companies. <laughs> and now they want to expand that park because yeah. there's so much interest and it makes sense with truck shipping, rail, um, yeah, water supply. At, we have all the major power. intersections coming. I always joke when I leave Billings because when you leave Billings, the sign just says Butte. But it really, all roads. Yeah. I know, I'm like, that's right, no Bozeman, you're not stopping in Bozeman, yeah. you're just going straight to Butte. And now I'm like, oh, that's because the junction's there. Yeah. Really, all roads do lead to Butte. Yeah. And, Love that. Yeah. You know, thank you. That's back from our mining days, right? We, right. Got, we were set up for, for success long-term as far as that's transportation, right. shipping goes. That's right. Um, okay. How, one of the maybe not so fun topics to talk about right now is workforce Mm -hmm. and how manufacturers are combating workforce. What are you seeing in terms of workforce? What are, how are manufacturers getting creative with workforce solutions? The three bigs in that, right. Or automation. Okay. Right. So people don't want to do the dull, boring, redundant jobs, the dirty jobs. I sorted talc one summer off of a belt and um, I, uh, you get it. I used to dream about the belt going by. And one time, yeah. tangent here, when you're sorting talc, you're trying, at least at the Yellowstone mine, you're trying to pick dolomite out of the talc. So you're constantly looking for this dolomite rock. And in my dream, I was like, oh, it's a big piece of dolomite. But my cat was actually on the bed with me. And I threw my cat off the bed in my sleep. That's how often I was working night shift. Things were crazy. So yes. Mundane tasks. Mundane, boring tasks, right? Automated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we have a company that didn't have any automation about a year and a half ago. And we kept telling them, you need to automate this. Your workers are tired. You're putting them at risk for carpal tunnel, repetitive yeah. injuries. Um, I was in there about two months ago, and they put in three robots. Okay. Planning a fourth. Because wow. they have a guy sitting there stacking trays. Okay. It's like, okay, I can... I can use him on more important things. Yeah. And we can just do robot stacking trays. Talked to another manufacturer. He put in, he has a machine shop, and so he has mills. And so he he put a robot in front of one of the mills that just feeds a part in. It makes hundreds and hundreds of these parts. Okay. Put the part in, let the machine do its work, pull the part out. Repeat, repeat, repeat. And I asked him, I said, do your machinists like this? And he said, actually, they love it because they get to learn how to program the robot. 
Okay. And they get to get away from the boring job. The yeah. robot can do this all day. It can do it all mm-hmm. night. can do it all weekend. Wow. Right? Do it the lights turn off. Yeah. No breaks. Just sensors, right? Just, right? just yeah. goes. And there's an app for it, right? So if there's a problem, it'll... it'll there's it'll, an app for everything. It'll, it'll, it'll ding your phone. <laughs> and so what happens is is the, the machinist can go work on that one-off product that requires thought and skill yeah. that you're paying the high dollar for. Sure. Right? So automation's a big one. Housing, right? Yeah. Housing shortage is everywhere. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. nationwide. So they've, they, we have actually a, a business in Anaconda... That's adding housing for workers. Oh wow! To, okay, to attract. That's exciting to attract, for Anaconda right? to attract workers. Um, okay, and we've looked at studies and said, yeah, you could do this. However, if you want, if you want to bring people into work, your new, your brand new business, you might want to think about housing. Where they're going to live yeah. and how they're going to live right. outside of work. <laughs> right, and then childcare. Oh, Sam just gave me, you can hear the papers (laughs) rustling on my desk, Sam just gave me some sobering news about childcare, which I don't even need to read this report to tell you. I have three kids that I paid for in childcare myself, and um, it makes me cry a little bit when I report how much I spent in childcare on my taxes every year. It's expensive, right? So it's a decision people have to make. Do I work or do I stay home? Yeah. It doesn't have to be the mom. It could be the dad stay home, depending on income, right? Um, Or... If you both could, if you could work somewhere where your child is right next door, mm-hmm. you get the appropriate breaks depending on the age of the kid. Yeah. Right, and then what that child care? What's the cost? Is it a discounted rate? Is it free? Yeah. Is it whatever? Right. Sam <clears throat> is our housing um, coordinator, and so she's with Headwaters R C and D, and she brought up a point where it's like when you have employer supported health care. It actually can change the outcome for a lot of things and can really not only support the daycare centers to keep them open, like if they pay for a certain number of spots every year, but it can really be the deciding factor of, oh, wait, there's childcare with this job? And for me as a mom, I'm sign me up. <laughs> right, 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 right. It's true. And so we see those are three big. Some of the other ones, you know, um, I have clients who are doing, instead of paying you a bonus at the end of the year, they're spreading that bonus out throughout your hourly wage. Okay. And it's all about, you'll get that bonus payment if you just show up to work. Okay. Right? Okay. Because labor's a real problem. But part of the problem is, is some of these workers just, they don't show up for work. Yeah. And you can't make a product. He can get more product out the door each month if everybody would just show up and do their job. Okay. So that's one, but that takes a lot of work on the administrative side sure. of that business to manage it. Sure. Um, and then I had another idea of what I'm seeing. I can't remember what it is. <laughs> It'll come back. It'll come back. So we, we were talking about automation, automation. housing, childcare, getting creative with salary, and maybe spreading that bonus out. Yeah, and the, the, the kind of goofy one with childcare uh-huh. would be allow you to bring your pet with you. Sure. So manufacturers, some we can't, right? It's dangerous. You got forward, you got uh, forklifts and things. Sure. But we have another business that lets people have bring their dog in with them while they're doing a sewing activity. Yeah. As long as the dog is nice. Just chilling out. You know, caged or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And then you get to give a break. So they have flexible hours a little bit. Yeah. As long as you're here between, show up between six and eight. Yeah. You know, leave between three and five. Get your hours get in. Get your hours in, get your product done. Yeah. So that flexibility is another thing we see. Some places you can't do that, but some sure. businesses, if you can be flexible on their hours, 
you know, it's incentive for people yeah. to want to work for you. I yeah. know that I felt, I used to bring my dog to work in Anaconda and it actually, I was a young kid and it made all the difference. I was very excited to come to work. Yeah. Yeah. There's that. So it, it's weird for me to see. Right. <laughs> well, we were just marketing computers, yeah, you know, I'm right. not in manufacturing, so right. it's a little right. different. But yeah, the big three and then a couple other ideas, you know, people are just trying to get creative to keep, to either attract workers or just keep them incentivized to stay. Yeah, things are changing. to show up. It's, things are changing. The workforce is not what it was <clears throat> even 10 years ago when I probably totally. entered the workforce. Things totally. are changing. And I think some of that is positive for employees. Having that flexibility, being able to live your life outside of work, work I think is yeah. really becoming... Work-life balance is a term I never heard when I first started working. <laughs> well, millennials, <laughs> in our brain, yeah, Brian. Yeah, I know. And yeah. then even more so important, I mean, you think millennials want it, and then you talk to Gen Z, and that might be one of the first things out of their mouth, is is what do I get? And it's just it's just a change in workforce. It's, it's we've, We do... Um, we do a lot of training and leadership training, supervisor training, you know, workforce training type, all kinds of training, right? But part of the leadership training, it, things are changed. Yeah. And how you manage people. I can only you, imagine. You know, right? Laws have changed. I can hear my dad's voice coming into my head yeah, about dad. what's changed. <laughs> your, your dad and I are friends. So <laughs> that kind of shows how old I am. <laughs> but it's true. Things have changed. And I, I think... From our economic development standpoint, what we've heard, those employers that adapt are the ones who are going to keep their businesses afloat and get through exactly. what's going on and change, hopefully, for the better. I don't think anybody wants to work right on. 50 million hours a week those until days, they die. Those days are getting a little bit done. Yeah. And, you know, I think for me personally, it's for the better. I right. still got a lot of time left in the workforce. There's, you know, so. it's hard to be a manufacturer and let your people work remote. Yeah, no, you can't. Yeah, it's like a... (laughs) Maybe on the admin side a little bit, but even then it's hard. I saw this thread online where it was like they were joking about pilots working remotely, but some people thought it was serious. They were like, do airplane pilots really do that? I'm like, yeah. And people were like, yeah, they have it all figured out. But yeah, there are certain jobs that you cannot work. You can't. Remotely. Right. Right. Airplane pilots, one of them. (laughs) Airplane pilot, doctor. You kind of need someone there for surgery pretty important however doctors are using uh, doctors are using robots that's true right oh they are using robots different surgical procedures totally totally true technology and medicine is you know it's not manufacturing but it's amazing that landscape is completely changing i was recently at the university of utah hospital and i was blown away by some of their telehealth options and you were like whoa this is unbelievable it's going to change rural health care i think for the better especially in our rural absolutely that's a tangent absolutely okay before we sign off here i'm gonna bring this back brian and i actually turned this recording off and then we remembered what opportunities exist for careers in manufacturing yeah um so in manufacturing it's a it's the whole gamut of workers right from trades workers, whether it's a welder, carpenter, electrician, pipe fitter, right? An okay. operator, a mechanic. I mean, we, we see all the trades are needed in manufacturing. There's also the engineering side. We, okay. You know, manufacturers, a lot of times, depending on what they're doing, need engineers if they're a big chemical company, right? a mining company for sure they have um, a, a need for engineering 
Um, even if they're going to consult and contract out to engineers, they need somebody in-house who can understand the, what's yeah. going on and manage that, right? You also need the whole side of ISIT, finance, HR, purchasing, marketing, marketing sales. sales, warehousing, shipping, receiving. I mean, so so a person could get into manufacturing across the board for all kinds of career opportunities there's yeah. lots of way, a lot of ways to enter so whether you're whether you have an interest in being um, a trades person and and you have an interest in electrical you can be an electrician you can be a mechanic those are all where we're seeing a huge shortage in the trades yeah highlands. we're gonna be at highlands college next week for trades and technology Thursday, day and one of the things on my mind to help students that day it's, it's for high school students is how do we paint the picture for these students and this will be our job next week so we don't have to figure this out today right. but as i'm thinking back to when i was a high school kid and i'm learning about what my opportunities are and i'm like how do i end up in a welding position and i think you know as a kid and when you're someone just graduating to fathom what that path looks like is a little daunting because mm-hmm. you're kind of just worried about you know third period english at that point <laughs> and you're not thinking about a year from now i might be in a welding program right that's right. like so out of the realm of what you even know is possible so mm-hmm. i'm like how do we get these kids yeah. from a to b yeah exposure to the high schools um apprentice programs that are available Opportunities like going to Highland College. I mean, a lot of communities have colleges similar to Highlands that may focus on different things. Sure. Like Helena, you can do aviation because Boeing has yeah. an office in Helena, yeah. right? But Butte, you know, Highland College has welding, has auto mechanics, has has a lineman program, has a CDL. So manufacturers who ship need CDLs, right? Yeah. And you might actually be a CDL driver for a, for a trucking business. Sure. So you might not be manufacturing, but you're sporting manufacturing. Totally. Right? So so the school offers um, so many different opportunities. And then between different apprentice programs, whether it's a plumbing program or an electrical electrician program, you know, you'd have to talk to those um, organizations that provide a, an apprentice program. Right? Okay. But, yeah. But these kind of trade days, um, career fairs, trade days, whatever you want to call them, are so important for high school students and, and even junior high level to start get them thinking about oh i didn't know you could do that yeah and a lot of them love to do it i remember so i actually went to grade school all the way through seventh grade in texas and i took it was called industrial technology they didn't have shop class anymore but i got to learn how to use a cnc machine wow and i was like well i loved using the c of course i made like little trinkets to hang up in my room with the cnc machine because i was what 12 years old right um, but I loved it, and I thought that was such a great idea to put that. There was very purposeful, and it was sponsored by a company. I cannot remember the company. There was a Coleman manufacturing company out there, and then Motorola actually had a huge. My dad worked. Dad worked for. Yeah, yep, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when you think about getting creative like that, it was like, oh, company sponsoring the equipment right in the classroom, and I'll always for I'll always remember that. I'm right. in marketing now. I didn't go into CNC, but right. right. Yeah, and so there's huge opportunities, you know, and today's kids are growing up with cell phones and laptops and streaming and video games, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of we hear a lot of people, oh, I want to do gaming, right? You know, you could get a computer science background and learn how to program. You might find that um, programming for a manufacturer is 
really quite interesting. Yeah. To make a process work, right? Um, what you're also going to find and what's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger every day is cybersecurity. Sure. So anybody who's going to go get a background in cybersecurity is so not just manufacturing, right? We see sure, this across the board at schools. Yeah. Um, any business is going to need cybersecurity support. So sure. whether you get that training um, through a, through a, somebody like Montana Tech you know, or MSU or even the military sure. offers a program, right? Yeah. Um, that's critical. So, yeah, so to work in manufacturing, it's across the board. You could account that's, it. I like that perspective. You, you, manufacturing makes not just a product, but they try to make money. So you need somebody, you need sort of the accounting background. You need someone who's <laughs> like, guys, we're not just going to tinker around in the shop. We're going to make some you product gotta, and get it out the gotta door. you got to pay people, right? <laughs> so you have finances. You have, you have employees. So now you have human resources to, to work with employees and work with companies to make sure everybody gets their bonuses, gets their insurance, gets, you know, their days sure. off, their vacation, gets scheduling, right? So, so depending on the size of the business, they needed a lot of help. Yeah, yeah. All levels yeah. are needed to make it run. Right. All right. Well, I'm glad we came back to record that little bit because that was one of the reasons I wanted to do this episode this week is because we'll be at that day. And I think it's just heavy on everyone's minds, um, workforce, and how do you get these kids engaged? How do you get even non-kids, even kids in their 20s, if they're not kids anymore, how do you get people back into skilled labor? Yep. Or people who have been in a, in a job for 10, 15 years and are just looking for something different to do. Sure. There's always an opportunity, whether you, oh, I don't have that degree or I don't have that education. Well, there's a lot of ways to get into a door of a business and let them train you as well. A lot of yeah. Montana Precision trains a lot of people on how to weld titanium. That's incredible. Right. They have a program in-house and they have trainers in-house to train you how to do that, right? That's pretty cool. That That's a skill yeah. that you can take anywhere, really. Yeah. And you can learn it right here and get paid a really good wage right. and pretty right. incredible, really. Right. And you could walk in. Are you saying you could walk in off the street? Well. <laughs> Change careers. <laughs> close. Close. Because that's they... what, in my head, I'm like, okay, I'm going to jump ship. And Kelly, I'm jumping ship. No. If I wanted to jump ship in my career... What does that look like? Do I go to Highlands? Do I start talking to an employer? I think it's probably depending on what I want to do, right? Correct. Correct. Of course, online, Indeed, Monster, all these other... Sure. Like, they're out there. The, the people post jobs. So you can kind of start looking and say, oh, wow, I didn't know. Yeah. This company needs an operator. Well, what's an operator? Look at the description. See what's required. What's the sure. background? And you'll find... You know, when we first started REC back in 97, 98, um, yeah, we were hiring all kinds of people to be operators. They came from the mines. They had a good industrial background. We hired people from Safeway that were running the produce department. Sure. No background, no clue. We trained them in-house and and turned them into what an operator is and provide in-house training on what an operator is. A mine would do something very similar. What's a miner? Sure. What's a guy at the talc mill, you know? Operator. An operator, yep. right? <laughs> What's their background? Usually not mm-hmm. operation. Right. Right. Yeah, at right. least from what I found. Right. It's, it is interesting when you talk to people what their backgrounds are. A lot of people are there just because they like the steadiness of it. They like the, they clock in and then they get to go live their life out. They're Some, not up yeah. answering emails yeah. on Sunday yeah. like I am sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> they're native of the area and, or they've come home to their area where they are and that was the opportunity for them. And 
they're happy to do a job yeah. they're happy to egg have the employment and have the benefits and insurance yeah um, others got a degree with some specific job in mind or role sure and whether they go be work for a manufacturer work for an engineering firm or go work for you know a truck driving firm or yeah know, whatever go work for utility i mean utilities like northwestern energy they're great partners throughout all of southwest montana sure and they provide a lot of services and they they just like manufacturers are in need of skilled labor all this labor and yeah. all this you know administrative support from hr to accounting to whatever right? sure so yeah okay well, thank you brian again for being here with me today thanks for having me and if you want to come see us we'll be at trades and technology day next week thursday thursday not yeah. friday thursday the it was friday yeah. it's not friday yeah. it's thursday how can salmon manufacturer in butte or the southwest montana region how can someone get a hold of you where can they find you how can they request to work with you so everybody knows how to google yeah right so you can Google MMEC. Okay, and I'll put this link in the show notes. Or you too. can Google Montana Manufacturing Extension Center. That just takes longer. For me, I'm more lean. I like to just do four four buttons. <laughs> um, yeah, from there you can see who we. You know, you can go to our site and you can see who we are. You can okay. see all the advisors. You can see the administrative staff that works. You know, in Bozeman at the main office. Okay. Because we have we have a lot of support help. Um, or you can email me okay. at. If I need to be ready for this, everybody. Um, yeah, we're ready. And I'll put it in the show notes, too. So. Yeah, so it's brian.sullivan8 okay. at Montana, all spelled out, dot edu. Okay. And that's Brian with an I, not okay. a Y. Okay. And the I is before the A. Okay. I is before the A. Because if the A is before the I, what do you have? Brain. And I did misspell Brian's name in an email once. Hi, Brain. That's okay. <laughs> you can call me. Um... I'm attached to my phone. <laughs> Not quite as bad as my kids. Oh, gosh. <laughs> we all close. are. We all are. We're a slave to our phones. Every, <laughs> it's, it's incredible. We go to these conferences, and just to get in, you have to have your phone to do the QR code just to get your badge to get in the conference. Yeah. Everybody. It 100%. was like that in Washington, D.C. 100%. And sometimes you're like, can I just tell you my name yep. and look nope. you in the eye? Yeah, nope. no, you Can't don't do even it. talk to the people. It just mm-hmm. And then the kiosk prints it out prints for it out. you. Yep. Yeah, and then when we're in the meetings, we do the same thing QR code, okay, and we can watch everything pop up on the screen. Oh yeah, all the like polls yeah. and yeah. stuff that yeah. they can do. So Those are kind of fun. so yeah. We're all attached to our phones. Mine's yeah, four zero six four nine zero two seven four four. Okay, you heard it. Brian's here. He's going to be expecting your calls if you're in a manufacturing business. Yes, if you're interested in expanding or so need support. We know people, right? Yeah. So we are people. We know people. That's pretty... I think even for some businesses, it's just that phone call of like, oh, this might be an option okay. for me. And just having that support yeah. available even through that, even if you don't sign up for the full enchilada. We do a lot of work with different departments from the state of Montana. Okay. Right? So my the director of MMEC is very well connected throughout the Montana political scene. And sure. Because we rely on funding... We work a lot with grants. Sure. A lot of lot of automation loans programs. There's a lot of programs out there to support manufacturing. Yeah. So between somebody wanting to work with us and or work with Headwaters and BLDC, uh, we're partners. We work together. Yeah. Right? So it works out great. Yeah. We'll get you taken care of and we'll get you set up. 
Well, thanks, Brian. Thanks for joining me for to, for today. And I hope I didn't make the questions too hard. No. And honestly, I think this is really good information for our region. So that's why I wanted to have you on is I don't, my own perception of manufacturing has changed since doing this job. And I think there are people out there who might not even consider their work manufacturing when it comes down to some of these, you know, nuance yeah, traits. Yeah, with companies so, are two and three people. Okay. They're manufacturers. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you, Brian. And we will catch you next time on Business Chit Chat. Thank you. Did you know in 2022 and 2023 and to date, the Butte Local Development Corporation has dispersed over $3.4 million in loan funds to Butte clients? We also have seen over $4 million leveraged against grants and loans. Last year, we served eight clients who brought an existing business or started a new one. We served over 150 clients last year through all departments, and we secured almost $500,000 in grant funding last year. We appreciate your support and we truly believe that a BLDC membership is your investment in Butte. So if you're loving this podcast or you just want to support economic development in our community, then the BLDC is your place to do that. Go to bldc.net and click on Member Center or give us a call at 406-723-4349 today. And I will catch you next episode on this podcast.